first Sunday of the month, and uh, we're going to start a new series. And every year, you already know there are certain things that I'm going to teach about, and one of those things is marriage. Yes, Amen. Amen. So today, I'm going to talk about marriage renew. That's that's our series for the month. Say it with me: marriage, marriage. renew. And I want to, more, more specifically, I want to talk about mending your marriage. Mending your marriage. You don't have to get quiet, but if you want to, that's fine with me. And many of you say, well, I'm single. Listen, you definitely need to be here. One of these days, you're going to need all these nuggets that we talk about. You're going to need all them and then some. Now, what did he say back in 2022? Come on, we'll be the first Corinthians, the 13th chapter. 13th chapter. And if you can't get nothing out of I say, what I say, you can get something out of the word. First Corinthians 13, verse 4. And I may have a different version than what you have, but it'll talk about the same thing. And uh, if you have, if you have your uh, Bible app, you should, if you download. On your Bible app, there should be some notes there and you can add to it, okay? First Corinthians 13. I'm, really, I'm not planning on boring your patience too long today, so we can just, you know, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. That does knock some of us out of the boat right there. Oh my. Oh my. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. That done kills half right there, rude. Does not demand its own way. Oh, Lord, have mercy. How many folk done going to have their way in the marriage? It is not irritable. Y'all not married to nobody that's irritable, are you? This, uh-oh. And it keeps no record of being wrong. I'm just reading. Don't, don't throw nothing at me. You remember when you did? Oh, Lord. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. You're in the winning church now. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It is, is always hopeful. And endure through every circumstance. Love will last forever. That's a different version than what you got, but I know it's there. Now, this is really a renewal of the vow ceremony type of thing. You know, even though this is my message today, listen closely because I may require you to act on this message at the end. However, renewal cannot take place unless there is a need for it to be renewed. See, in order to renew something, it had to first be new. Amen. Yes, sir. You can't get the re until you got the new first. Amen. And so I really believe that God is the re in the renewing business. Yes, See, buildings often need to be renewed because they develop cracks and worn places. Amen. This building has been renewed many times over. Paint becomes faded or begin to peel from the walls. Door hinges begin to squeak. 
roof began to leak. We might have one or two now. The floors creak. And we know a building needs to be renewed when we take a step back and observe the facts. It's the same way with marriage. Cracks can begin to develop in our relationship. The man's on our lives might begin to wear deep into our intimacy. And the excitement we once felt may begin to fade or even peel away. And we become rusty in our exuberance to please one another. We allow the coldness of the outside world to overtake the warmth we once felt. We find no solitude in our walk together any longer. And maybe perhaps because of longevity, the length of so many, or, uh, so many marriages in this church, for, for be example, one, from one to 60 years, many folk may think that some haven't been married long enough to need to renew their vows. But once you said it once, you're renewing it after that because you've got to live it out. And the reality is that uh, something is uh, neglected for a short period of time. It begins to fall in despair. You've got to do the things that you did before you said I do, while you were saying I do, and after you said I did, you've got to keep it up. You used to say consistently, uh -huh. I love you. Yes. Now you get it every nine and again. Mm. When was the last time you heard the words, I love you? And you heard it in such a way that it was not dirgery. It was not just, you know, I'm saying it because I know that's what they want. No, you said it because you really mean it. Don't fool yourself. People know when you mean what you say. Yeah, yeah. You tell by you tell the way that they deliver it. Yeah, I love you. Did you feel that? Woo! <laughs> and I believe that. When we do communion, we are renewing our commitment to Jesus and repairing those areas in our lives that need our attention. We just had communion and we just renewed our lives with Christ. All indications are the early, in the early church did communion every time they met. So renewal has to set time. You can renew it over and over again. That's why your marriage should be better today than it was when you first said yes. All right. Amen. Because it got renewed over and over and over again. Hallelujah. And see, sometimes we don't recognize that we need renewal because we are, we're too busy doing other things. Anytime you're too busy working, I know God knows we got to work. Anytime you're too busy watching your favorite television show, 
You've been there for three hours, honey. Anytime you're too busy talking on the phone with your friends, you're too busy just, you know, being with the kid. Well, you know, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. No, 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 no. The kids are a byproduct of what, of you two coming together. And they are going to be a reflection of you going forward. And so if you want the children to be all right, mom and daddy got to be all right. A lot of time, all you gotta do is just look at when you look at the kids, how they just show it out, acting up. They stop for attention, make them because mom and dad ain't all right. Glory to God. I'm glad y'all got y'all dancing early. So let's continue to read uh, 1 Corinthians 13. I'm gonna read out of the New Living Translation, beginning with verse 10. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. So our first step in renewal is to realize our spouse is not perfect. Come on, say it with me. My spouse is not perfect. Neither am I. So we should never expect or demand perfection from our spouse. Now, you demand the perfection from somebody else, but you're not willing to do yourself. Things that you're demanding from somebody else, you're not willing to be that. And that's why when you are in the unmarried state, you don't look for somebody that's perfect. But you do look for somebody that's striving for perfection. In other words, you look for somebody that wants to get better with you. Right. Yeah. See, First Lady and I, we're growing better with each other. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Through the years, we have gotten better with one another. Right. We didn't do like some folks say, we grew apart. Right. No, we grow better together. Yeah. We flow better together. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. There's no way in the Bible where it says that you should grow apart. Hallelujah. Amen. So we don't demand perfection from each other. Only Jesus is perfect. You got it? Amen. So we must cover our relationship with the perfection of Christ and not our own selfish desires. So Christ should be the center of everything about us. Everything about us. It's all about Jesus. Amen. The only, only entity that he even equated himself with, with the church, uh, is marriage. Yes, Christ is married to the church. The church is the bride. He's the bridegroom. And he compares marriage to himself and the church. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Nothing else but marriage. That means he has high stakes on marriage. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That means no one else can redefine marriage after God has defined it. All right. All right. Anybody else that tries to redefine it is a liar because God is truth. Yeah. That's true. 
You can't change truth. You can't improve on truth. The truth is just the truth. And anybody that's trying to redefine truth is in error. And they're false. Are you following? And so when we get our personal relationship with God in alignment, then those, uh, 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 you know, annoying things that we all are guilty of doing will be less annoying. And so next in verse 11, you still there? It says, when I was a child, I spoke and I thought and I reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I did what? I put away childish things. There's a time that you got to put away childish stuff. So if you are going to mend your marriage, the first thing you got to do is what? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. I thought I had y'all ready. You got to realize your, your, your spouse is not perfect. To be listening now. This is good stuff now. Because you listen. I don't care how good they look, how fine they are, and how. Ooh, she smells so good. Oh, I just love her voice. Ooh, her skin so soft. Wait, don't touch too soon. You're gonna be in trouble. You're gonna be in trouble. Listen, I would counsel someone one time and I said, now, you know, listen. I said, do y'all really love each other? And they just all Google eyed like their eyes will pop out their head. Yes, we <laughs> really love each other. I said, don't y'all be nowhere by yourself then. Because when you really love somebody, you don't need to be by yourself with them until you say, I do. And they say, okay, we got it, Pastor. Then they say, I know. We pretty. <laughs> Didn't I tell y'all, y'all love each other? Don't y'all be nowhere by yourselves. Help us, Lord. Help us. Some of you have been married before, and you're to get remarried. Y'all don't need to be nowhere by yourself. Because y'all already know what it's like. Mama. Once you done tasted of the fruit. And you know how that fruit fruit tastes, and you ain't had that fruit in a long time. You got there one night, y'all just sitting there watching television under the fireplace, and hallelujah, flesh got up next to flesh, and ooh, poof, oh, flame started. Fire. Put that flame out. Put it out. Put it out. Put that fire out. I'm telling you. Now y'all y'all laugh, but I'm telling you, if you really love somebody, don't find yourself by yourself with them. Right, right. Now you got them, you take other people with you. Yeah. I'm trying to help. Because flesh is a mess. I don't care who bones it on. 
evangelist, she was she was sporty too, boy. She was man, she was sporty. Man. She had been single for years. How long she had been single? Holly. I don't know who you're talking You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> you know now your granddad. Twenty something. Twenty something years. Hallelujah. I, I think well, they all have been going with me to the Lord now, so I guess I can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> she was all, you know, been with the Lord, just, you know, just in the Lord, and she was spoke to them and single like twins. Hallelujah. Smooth preacher came by. Old Dap Daddy, dragging that leg. Spody. 20 something years. Hallelujah. After her first husband died. After, yeah, her first husband had died and everything. And so, Lord have mercy. And they messed around and got by themselves. Hallelujah. You know, and I think that he was uh, 80. She was 72 and he she was, was 78. Seven, okay, he was, she was 72 and he, she was 78. And Lord, have mercy. The Abraham spirit got on him. And the Sarah spirit got on her. And do you know, mother say I had to repent all these years. Serving the Lord and Lord help me. Because mother say I found out I wasn't dead yet. <laughs> She said, I wasn't dead yet. And evidently, he was saying, man, he wasn't dead yet either. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you have to watch your flesh. Because he's up there, ah, that never happened to me. I ain't worried about that foolishness. You just ain't got the right one whispering in your ear yet. There's somebody that can get you to look. Somebody on this, on this earth. Hallelujah. That's why you have to be careful. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, Bishop, how you know all about that? Well, I know about that one. I might not know about no other ones, but I know about that one. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Woo. Granddaddy was a pretty spook, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, let me know. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. So, you, you know, you got you, 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 the first thing, I'm going to ask you again. You got to what? Realize what? Number two, you got to put away childish things. So, you got to stop being childish. Say it with me. Stop being childish. See, when we were children, we insisted on having everything our way. I look at my, my little grandson, little Eli, now he insists on having his way. And see, the problem is, see, 
the mama just done spoiled them something terrible. <laughs> and and that's, like, that's all it is to it. I'm just going to tell the truth. Oh. He, just, he just wanted to rock in the film. And uh, so he done, somebody hollered at Grandma. I heard that. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something else. That, the, the, uh, she said pop off too. But it, it, ain't just, it ain't just me. It's all the rest of y'all too be spoiled. Well, yes. And so he just think that he had to have his way. Amen. And um, so we just got to, you know, tell him that this is not the way we do this. And he's got to eventually learn how that, hey, you can't have everything you want. See, it, it begins at birth. A baby will cry until it, the, its demands are met. They'll cry. They know that if they cry, they'll, it'll get your attention. And as a toddler, a child will throw tantrums and even toys doing, uh, due to the frustration of not having things their own way. And as the child grows older, they speak hurtful words from revengeful thoughts. And if you don't stop them, they'll just be telling you stuff and tell them, never. I'm not doing it. You shut up. <laughs> and see, they believe that, hey, I can talk like that because... Uh, you ain't going to stop me. Mm. Look how y'all looking. Not so. so if they'll spoil it too, and you don't, if you don't check that, they're going to be 22. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And let me just tell y'all, men, listen, you got to be careful because you can spoil your girls. All right. You won't, you won't let everybody else get away with nothing but that, that, that girl or them girls. You got to be careful, men. You got to be careful that you don't you know, let make them think that everybody owes them something. That's right, right, right. Amen. Because everybody ain't going to love them like you love them. Right, yes, sir. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So you got to teach them this is how a lady carries herself. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, don't let them just start telling you what they're going to do and what they're not going to do because they feel like when they get their little man and they get married, they feel like they can tell him what to do with I do it to my daddy, so why not you? And see, he wasn't raised like that. We're going to have a conflict. We're going to have some bumping. There won't be no bumping ground. There's going to be some other kind of bumping. You understand? So you have to be careful with that. Now, I ain't amen from a man, because I know some of y'all have already been there. You're doing that, so you need to check that. Because some of y'all got some pretty young girls. Yes, Amen. Amen. So then you're going to be wanting them to get married. Nobody going to want them. They're going to bring them back to you and say, you keep doing what you're doing with them. Let them stay with you because I can't put up with that attitude. Teach them how to have a great attitude. Amen. Treat people like they want to be treated. You just can't have your way, baby girl. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is not Burger King. Your last name not King over here. Your last name something else. <laughs> Thank you. And so then too often we carry these attitudes over into our marriage. Where we want to act childish and want to throw tantrums. Some of us, God help us, we good, 
we are professionals at that silent treatment. It don't make no sense. You can walk by each other in the hallway of your house for a whole week and not speak to each other. Walk by each other, bump each other, won't even say excuse me. Somebody you don't know, they bumped you. Oh, excuse me. But a person that you spend your life with, you won't say a mumbling word. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. And then if they say, well, why do you? I want them to say something. I want them to say something. Ooh, a bishop and first lady can see you now. A bishop and first lady don't live here. They don't run my house. Right, right. We right. sure must go. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Tell the bishop, he don't want none of this. Oh, my. Oh, my. You know, when they mad at you, they say anything. Yeah. They say anything, they mad at you. Childish. Yeah. A lot of folk not together today and broke up because of childish ways. When you get older, you got to put away childish ways. God's word says, grow up. Put away those childish behaviors. Realize that you will not get your own way in every aspect of your marriage. And stop crying and throwing tantrums and speaking hurtful words and seeking revenge. Some of us got that revenge spirit. Oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, I'm going to. Oh, you just wait. Oh, I am going to get you. Six months later. I told you I was going to get you. I told you I was going to get you. Evil. You, 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 just, you got to put away that challenge, that revenge spirit. Forgiveness releases the person and it releases you too. I choose not to bring it back up again. We are going to move from this. Are you following so you got to realize that you are not always right. Say that with me. I'm not always right. Not always right. Look at that hurt. It hurt some of y'all to say that. Say it again. I'm not always right. I'm not always right. I didn't tell you to tell them. Say you're not. No, don't look at Don't say you. I would say it again. I'm not always right. That hurt some of y'all to say that. You got to learn how to discuss matters, reason with each other calmly, and be willing to compromise. Uh oh. Compromise? Yeah. Got to give a little, take a look. You got to learn how to compromise in a relationship. So today we're not going to eat ice cream, we're going to go eat some jello. Okay, I compromise. We eat jello. Hallelujah. Then you, you know, then you come back around and you eat your ice cream. No, I'm not eating any jello today or tomorrow or the next day or the next month or the next year. I'm eating ice cream every day. No compromise. 
no She was not eating. Mm. That's years ago. She was dating this. Yeah. She didn't eat none of the, the vegetables. <laughs> no vegetables for her. Amen. But now she eat all this. I want some green beans. I want broccoli. I want all this stuff now. Amen. See, change, you change over the years. You learn what's good for you. See, when you raise, you think candy is just, that's it. They give me a whole lot of sweets. You see, some of y'all still got sweet too. Yes. Help me, Lord. You still got sweet too. It, it, it ain't moving away. You still got, but you have, you've learned that you got to have something else in you that doesn't right. sweet. That's right. That's right. That's right. Everything in life is not going to be easy. Some things are going to be hard. Yeah. But God is going to help you in the hard things. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We just have a little talk. Because I want you to hear me. Because I want you to have a better. I want you to mend your relationship. I want you to mend your marriage. I want it to become better than it's ever been in your entire life. Look at verse 12. It says, it says now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely just as God now knows me completely. Now this verse informs us to clean our mirrors. If our mirrors get dirty and spotted, we can we cannot really get a clear image of what we really look like. We may see the house, you know, thinking we look presentable, but actually something is out of place. But when we wipe the mirror clean, then we have clarity on how we actually look. We need to clean the mirror of our marriage. Our mirrors are dirty, and we think we look one way, but we don't look like that. Right. You are a reflection of who you are. Neglect will allow dust to settle, and problems will leave spots on our relationship. We need to wipe away those things that cloud our clear view on our marriage. Remember now, the person you fell in love with, they still are still that person. Remember why you fell in love. That reason is still there. Look at yourself honestly. Have you created cracks in the mirror? If so, repair them so the reflection will be perfect. Some of us got cracks in the mirror and that's why we don't want to look at ourselves because we have become cracked. And we need to be fixed. And then lastly, I told you I'm not going to do a long thing today. Verse 13 says, three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is what? Love. So we have a promise here. 
Faith, hope, and love in our relationship will last forever. And when your faith in your, in, in your spouse gets shaky, take a deep breath and remember it is meant to last forever. And when your spouse disappoints you and you start losing hope of better days, remember hope is meant to last forever. But of the three, love is the greatest. It is the catalyst that holds up faith and hope. It is the love that brought you together that holds up the faith and the hope. And if we attempt to place our faith in our spouse to never disappoint as a central point of our marriage, then we run the danger of seeing love and hope sway. If we place the hope in our spouse of never making the wrong decision, then we run the risk of seeing love and faith wobble. Love is the greatest. Always. Did I say always? Always, always build on love. Yeah. Always build on love. Always build on love. There will be no hope. There will be no uh, you all, the faith that you really think that you have, no hope and no faith if love is not in its proper place. And remember, love is not always what it says, but love is what it does. Once you say, I love you, you got to back it up with your actions. I hear you saying it, but your actions do not follow suit. We're just saying it. People can say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And you don't, you don't show any signs of love. They would not believe what you're saying. A child knows when their mother loves them. Amen. A mother knows when their children love them. Not by what they say, but by what they do. How you show a mother that you love her is by your obedience. You can say, I know my daughter or my son love me because of their obedience. That's your love language for your parents is by you showing them love by being obedient. That's your love language. Some of us missed that growing up. We didn't show our parents that we love them by being obedient. We were just so disobedient as we can be. Now we're reaping we're reaping from the seeds of disobedience. The seed you sow is the seed that will grow. Don't you get upset with the harvest that you face or the harvest that come up if that's if the only seeds you sow were disobedient seeds. Are you following? And so I'm really, I, I, you know, I'm going to do something unusual here. Uh, all my married couples, all my couples, I want you to, if you will, uh, stand. All, if you're here, you're married. If, 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 if your spouse is not here, you, you stay seated.
If your husband is uh, or husband is, or wife is not here, you remain seated because you won't be able to participate. But if you're married and your wife or your husband is here with you, I want you to stand for come forward. Come on, I'm gonna do an altar call for the husband and wife. I've never done this before. Some on security. Can somebody replace them? He's the only one. We have Sister Foreman here. Can you replace him, Brother uh, Chris? Thank you. I'm wait till he comes. It is really, now I got three more times to do this, to talk about marriage. Three more times to do this. By your presence, you're going to help me preach everyone. I want to start with the husbands. Husbands, will you pledge today that with God's help, you will make your marriage a priority it is meant to be? Will you love and lead your wife? Will you protect and provide for her? Will you nourish and cherish her? If so, look at her and say, I will. I will. Wives, Will you pledge today that with God's help, you will make your marriage a priority it is meant to be? Will you be his helper and encourager? Will you respect him? Will you support him and cheer him on? If you will, look at him and say, I will. want you all to face each other and join each other's right hand. And look at each other. Do you promise to renew the vows which you made when you were first united in marriage? Say, I do. Do you promise to continue to keep the vows and the covenant which you made at your wedding? Say, Do you promise to endure, endeavor to create a Christian environment in your home and to help each other to live godly lives in Christian service? If you do, say, I do. Now may you now seal this renewal with a holy kiss. Y'all give them a hand. Y'all cheer them on. Y'all cheer them on. Y'all cheer them on. See, y'all were looking for that today. I know I snuck one in there. I snuck it in there. I snuck it in there. I snuck it in there. You can go back to your seat. All right. Uh, you, I know you can't get enough of me, but go on back to your seat. <laughs> you right. I can't get enough of you. You right. I better refresh. See, I tried to refresh it, but she got me. Hallelujah. Yeah, <laughs> so I now present to you new couples in this audience. Give them a great big hand. Isn't that awesome?
Girl, you see what you got to look forward to? See, this is fun. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. This is awesome. And see, some people, they hate marriage because they didn't have a good one. They didn't have good examples before them. See, but y'all already know me and First Lady going on 40 years uh, next month. <laughs> Big 4 oh. yeah. da, da, da. Yeah. yeah. Big 4 oh. And uh, it looked like we just got married yesterday. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. So I made some promises to her when I first got married. And I have kept Yes, most of them. Not all of them. <laughs> I made some promises to her. Amen? And just like we made promises here on the altar just a few minutes ago. And I know I slipped that one in the past, so you got me. You got me on that one. You got me on that. Bishop, now you know you were wrong for that, but it's all right. That's all right, baby. But now, you know, we had to be an example today for those that are coming up behind us. They seen all y'all up here together. They said, ooh, one day, one day I'm going to join that group right there. I'm going to be a part of that group right there one day. Amen? Amen. See, all of us that was up here, we should have such a great relationship to let others see that this can work if two are willing to walk together and be in agreement. Amen? Amen. It can work right. It can work right. Don't have to be no extra stuff on the side and hanky-panky on the side and all that when it worked right in God. Amen. Are y'all following me? Amen. When it worked right in God, listen, you say, oh, I don't know, I said I wasn't going to get married before, but, you know, bitch, don't make me look like that thing. You're pretty good there. Amen. Lord, if you send somebody, I, I'll check them out. <laughs> I might, I might, I might, we can't maybe. <laughs> now, you got to send them now. I ain't playing no games now. You got, you got to, you got to send them now. Yeah. Amen. See, all God charged, if you're a woman of God, and all he charged you to do is just look good. Amen. Look your best because you don't know when your boy is going to show up. Girl, you got to always be looking your best now. So you can be in the department store just shopping. Man, he, he's shopping too. He looks up too. Huh? Or you could be in the grocery store trying to reach something. Ma'am, can I get that for you? He reaches and bring it down and y'all join eyes together. Lord have mercy. And then you say, my Lord. Your knees started shaking. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. <laughs> so you know, you never know what God has in store for you. You just look your best for Jesus. Amen? You never know. Amen? You never know. And men, you know, take care of yourself. Always be looking, you know, presentable. Hallelujah. You know, always go out, you know, when you go out in the marketplace, have you some good deal. Be in the store, just you know, smelling up the whole store. You know what I'm saying? Got a cloud following you. Them armpits just paying off. Get some gas. Make sure you, you know, you got your stuff on. You're looking right. You ready? You never know who you're gonna, you know, you're gonna see. You never know. 
Come on, put your hand together and give God praise. I'm done.